Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee Dan. Correct, boy wonder. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time, djlittlerock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote, and maybe you can have me, me, at your next event. You know I like to party with the people. The people need to be entertained. Let me entertain you. Are you not entertained? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Today on the program, Dakota Baxter, the Bow Dust, the Arkansas Green Arrow. (gasps) We get to talk the green arrow from arkansas yeah stick around you're gonna get to know him a little bit better in the next few minutes so stick around for that for sure this week's shows i have one public show this week i'm at the rab in conway arkansas the video dance party karaoke jam they got a full bar kitchens open pool tables they got a pool tournament on friday night so if you want to try to make some money on a friday night i encourage you to check out the rab in conway arkansas Good times going on at the Rab, and you get to sing. Yeah, you provide the entertainment on a Friday night at the Rab, and from 8 until 12.30 in the AM. Way past my bedtime. (laughs) All right, come on out to the Rab. And then on Saturday, Saturdays are made for weddings. I got a wedding on Saturday. Only reason I mention it, because I'm excited. Weddings are back, baby. (laughs) I'm having a good time. I, I always have a good time at weddings. But unless you're invited, you cannot come. (laughs) The public show is on Friday night at the Rab. All right, let's get into it with Dakota Baxter, the Bow Dust, the Arkansas Green Arrow. Let's find out a little bit more. Let's Skype Dakota Baxter now. Dakota Baxter, the Bow Dust, the Arkansas Green Arrow, amongst other yes. things. Man, that's quite a setup you got there. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> my goodness, how's your day? Doing good. How about yours? Oh my gosh, your microphone sounds better than mine. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm jealous. I'm having jealousy. Uh, what kind of mic is that? That is a. Uh, hang on, let me get it right. Electro Voice RE320. They use it in a lot of podcasts as well as TV shows. <laughs> You're going to make me cry, man. That's the that's what I've been using on the radio since 1986, I think, I, on and off on radio stations. There's also the, uh, the RE20 has a slightly different sound, yeah. but uh, this one's cheaper, and in my opinion, it sounds better than the, the RE20. Okay, the RE20 is the one I've been using, and I think uh, it's been the industry standard since, since the early 70s, really, since the 1970s. But... I, I digress, man. I, you know, I'm geeking out because you sound good. You look good. People that are listening to the audio version of this podcast aren't going to get to see your pretty face right next to mine, right there, next to mine. People watching the video version. Ah, yeah. The shirt. Oh, all right. Tell, uh, tell the Lab. people. Tell the people what the what the shirt means. So it's a Star Lab shirt, which is uh, the, the it's the uh, if y'all have ever seen the Flash on the CW. 
it's basically the uh, the whole tech conglomerate that they run in order to kind of take care of the whole team and uh, keep everything undercover, but still be able to fund their team. Well, I mean that that's the whole, and I, I that's uh, yes. Is that your favorite version of the Green Arrow? Uh, you know, and I guess well, well, let's the Green do this. Arrow specifically. Yeah. No. Well, let's do this. Let, give the people of an idea. Else, yeah. Give the people an idea of who you are, Dakota Baxter. I guess the Bow Dust would be your your handle. <laughs> so Bow Dust is where I do a lot of the gaming kind of portion. So Bowdust is originally, I came up with the name by playing Minecraft, and it was like the bow and arrow and redstone dust. So it was kind of uh, my two favorite parts about Minecraft was the range battles as well as the the redstone contraptions. But uh, over the years, Minecraft has become unrelevant and then relevant and then back and forth. So it's it's kind of lost meaning in the whole Minecraft realm because there's so many other things that are going on on that game. Uh, came up with that name then, and over the years, uh, Disney came out with Brave after that. Uh, of course, Hawkeye came out in the Marvel Universe. Lots of other bow fighters. Uh, Legolas was making a big comeback as well as many other bow fighters. And it just became so popular that people were picking up bows again, and they were all trying to learn archery. So uh, it was something that I kind of picked up, and I haven't really done too much archery. I mean, I have bows. I can go shoot one in my backyard right now if I wanted to outside the city limits, but I haven't really practiced. <laughs> well, Dakota, just, uh, so, so somebody I've thinks, interested in. So many avenues to kind of uh, peer through. We could talk about bows. We could talk about the, mm-hmm. the various characters from different uh, cinemas and, and television shows that uh-huh. you've mentioned that handle bows. Is this mm-hmm. something that you grew up with? Did you, did you, did you go to summer camp and, uh, and, and do that bow and arrow that they made you, uh, you know, it, it wasn't a very good bow and it wasn't a very good arrow, but you, you had to try to hit this target from 50 feet or so. And I, I was never very good at it. So when I was in middle school, they had a bow team like for competitions and I always wanted to be part of it, but I never knew like how to be on it. And I knew that going into sports, you had to have like really high academic levels. And I I have ADHD. Uh So uh, my focus was not on my academic levels. It was on what I wanted to do. And in fact, I never actually did my homework. Kids, if y'all are listening right now, do your homework. Okay. (laughs) I didn't do my homework because I knew I could get by with it and I could ace my tests and pass with a C by not doing my homework. So I use that time to do other things. I played video games for most of my life. So that's my main avenue. But uh, I've only started getting into cosplay back around September of 2019. I've got a group of people that I dress up with. Uh, previously on the past podcast, Keys Dan has had the uh, Hot Springs Batman. Yes. Now he was very secretive. He he didn't even want me to, to use his real name. I don't even know his real name. I don't know who the Batman is. And, and if Dakota and because Baxter, he's like that, I'm going to not tell you his name, even though I know it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Hey, and, and it's nice to to immerse yourself in the characters. I, I know that Comic Cons are coming back. I think the, one of our local Comic Cons was uh, just this this past weekend. I saw pictures coming up on I my. Must miss that one. Yeah, I, I, it was the one. <laughs> In, in Benton, and I, I, I think. Oh, I, what was yeah. it? Do you remember? Do you see? It? I, I saw some uh, pictures. Actually, 
I have a thing right here in front of me. Father's Day weekend. That's why I missed it. <laughs> okay. So that's the Sling County Comic Expo. Um, Patrick David from Power Rangers Space. Christopher Lee. There was a bunch of people there that I didn't really know much about. Uh, the only person I wanted to meet was John Anderson. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. What what character he did, did a lot he of play? other voice uh, acting. What what character did he play? Do you remember? Or was it like one of the side characters? I don't maybe? remember. Yeah, it, it was one of the side characters. Oh. Uh, there's a picture here. Oh, there were hundreds um, of characters in there. Just just the uh, the. He doesn't have a very memorable face either. He might have been covered up with makeup. You know. <laughs> oh, you know what? I think he was uh, the main villain that had like the hammer that had like the straight face. There was so much makeup. Not taser face. If it's face. the same guy. Taser face. <laughs> <laughs> taser face? Is that what you're coming up with? <laughs> no, I, no. I'm running a Google search. Now. Oh, no worries. No worries. He's going to he's going to teach the people uh, all the references that we have. And, and we've had plenty of references so far, like Hawkeye. Where is Hawkeye yes. from? One of, uh, I read a lot of comic books in the 80s, in the late 70s, early 80s. That was my time for comic books and and all the fandom. And, you know, so anything that happened in that time, that was the right age for me. So where did Hawkeye come from? Where is he at in the universe? Hawkeye is in the Avengers. He is the archer. So uh, he has all the gadget arrows. There's actually a really cool scene in that movie. Well, those few movies where his quiver will rotate between different power-ups that just attach to the end of the arrow. And it's like, I don't know how to describe it for people on the audio version. It's like, if you've seen Jurassic Park, you know the Barbasol thing that kind of spins around. Yes. It's got all the different... The one that Newman had. arrows on the top, and it's all gadgets on the bottom, and it kind of rotates to match, and then it just attaches to each other. And then when he pulls the arrow out, it has that gadget on the end of it. So you presume that he has some kind of... Uh, a, a, maybe an, a, an attachment on his arm that he could call up, you know, I need an explosive tip or a fiery tip or, you know, just a regular right. tip. You know, how would he call that up? You, do, you, do you imagine? I, I believe it's like you said, it's an attachment on the arm where he can just like pick out the different. But uh, and I know I picked Arrow Haw Hawkeye first. actually has Go ahead. Um, he has the attachments on the quiver on the front and it's all just attachments down the belt on the front of the quiver. And then he pulls the arrow out and he will actually attach it off of the quiver on the front. And it'll be like a sleight of hand trick almost. Uh, okay. And this is in the arrow verse in, in, uh, yes. Or not, it, it, that's not in the comic books. I remember green arrow always being this blonde guy with the, uh, with the goatee, right. uh, for the most part, that was his, his character. And man, people think that, okay, I, I've heard it before is an, is a, an archer kind of a, a useless character after he's his quiver is empty because uh, i think the the general the the general standing is that they have 15 Sometimes. 15 arrows maybe in their quiver is that the number um it, it varies between the the size of the quiver on the back if you go back to the animated series with the green lantern or sorry green arrow people keep calling me the green lantern and i i get confused by myself <laughs> but uh he has this really wide thing that's like wider than his shoulders and he can like grab with both hands if he needed to, but you just kind of lean to one side and you can pull it out. It's okay, but you, okay, know, you, you like, were looking up canonically. John Anderson, I guess, was the character. Did you ever find him? Uh, yes, he was Sh Shrock. No, Shron. Shron the Ravager. 
All right. We're giving credit where credit is due. If we mention him on the podcast, we'll try to uh, figure out who he is and, and give him full credit. So so he was mentioned. Uh, no, but uh, okay. So Hawkeye oh, of the, uh, okay, Legolas. Where's Legolas from? Legolas is from the, oh, I feel bad now. I brought him up. I have to say it. It's, uh, I haven't seen it, but it is from. Was it The Hobbit? All right. Yes, The Hobbit. That's yeah, I, that's one that I haven't seen. And I know I saw all the uh, the Lord of the Rings. And I remember it was a lot yes. of walking. Walk this way and then walk this way and then <laughs> walk on. this way and then drop that drop the ring. Oh, the man's got a guitar. Walk this way. <laughs> You're a man of many talents. There, there's a whole <laughs> lot more to you, Dakota Baxter. Mr. Again, that's all part of ADHD. You start uh, to gain interest in one thing, and then when you've done it for so long, it just becomes part of you, and you're like, I want to learn something new. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, so far, we've, we've been all over the place, and I'm trying to steer this boat, but this, this <laughs> boat will, will go off, off course very easily because I'll find something about you, and you'll say something, and I think maybe, maybe I have ADHD un, undiagnosed. <laughs> it's possible. Squirrel. You know, but no, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm asking about Legolas and you haven't seen the Hobbit. Wasn't he in the other not, movies? And what? I have not seen any of the Lord of the Rings movies either. Okay. That was the words I was trying to think of. Okay. But I have played the video game series called Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War. And those are again from the same franchise. All right. So that's one of the, one of the tent poles of you is the video games. Uh, when did yes. you, when did you get an interest in video games? What year was Ever that? Ever since I was little. And what um, year? So I was born in 94. 94. The same year the Nintendo 64 came out, I think. Okay. I'll I might take your be word wrong for on it. that. I'm not looking it up. Uh, <laughs> Don't you dare. I'm going to have to Don't later. you dare. I'm going to have to later now. <laughs> um, but I grew up on my friend's PlayStation and another friend's Xbox. So I kind of tested the waters to see which one I thought was better at the time. And at the time, it was uh, Xbox. So I got a PlayStation 2 that me and my dad shared and of course my brother i mean it, it was a family gift kind of thing and we all went out and picked a game i got sly cooper that was one of my main big ones uh nintendo 64 i played goldeneye which is like everybody's first game for some reason uh mario kart donkey kong lots of other 64 games uh so i guess 64 was my first personal gaming console but uh i played other people's older consoles as well oh i definitely go back a, a, a little further i had the atari 2600 and my we have that at the galaxy Mu uh connection which is, again is a museum i work at oh my goodness see we we got we're giving credit where credit is due and there's more more avenues to explore but i, I had a 2600 and my stepdad was an electronics engineer and I can neither he confirm, had a Commodore, didn't he? I can neither confirm nor deny that he uh, pirated some of the chips, forty different games on the twenty six hundred. I think the statute wow. of limitations got to be over by now. But no, we <laughs> I had forty games, and it was it, I was I was the house that the kids wanted to come to. I think I spent whole Saturdays playing Defender and uh, and Pitfall, Harry, and and uh, oh my goodness, what are the other ones? There's so many. But yeah, there's of I, course the uh, Adventure, which is the first video game to ever have an Easter egg. Did not know this. Tell did me more. Uh, the Easter egg for Adventure. Do you know what Adventure is? I do not. Obviously, go ahead. Go for it. 
No. I don't. Okay, so Adventure is a game where you play as a dot. This was the graphics back then, was top-down dots. And you had to work through various mazes. And uh, once you got to the end of the maze, there was a castle that was a certain color. There were three castles on the whole map. You had to find keys to match each castle, and they were all color-coded. Certain areas of the maze, you needed... You came with a flashlight, but the flashlight was like you can see this circle around your character. So you're working through a maze where you had very limited space. Once you get to the end of the third level, you could pick up a key and take it all the way back to the beginning. And that key is hidden inside a wall at the very end. Uh, Once you pick up the key, you take it back to the beginning. You can pass this line that you spawn in and it shows the credits of the person who created the game. Because back then it was like, okay, you created this game for this company. This company now owns it. Right. And nobody. So he had to hide his name in the game in order to get recognition for making the game. I've heard there's a lot of stuff like that in in Disney animation where you get hidden words. I mean, the famous one is the sex and the dust. In the uh, with the Lion King, wasn't it? Uh, But Uh, the sex was written in the sky on. Aladdin, Aladdin on the flag carpet. Yeah, and I, but uh, there's a lot of hidden Mickey's. They t- they hide the Mickey logo inside of the animation in various places. Uh, you have a lot mm-hmm. of electronics in your house. I'm looking at a, a piano keyboard in the background. Uh, so the piano keyboard I got when I was a kid, it barely works. It barely has any sounds on it. But I have a cord that runs along the wall and then back into my computer, which is on this side. <laughs> so what do you do with all this electronic equipment that I'm looking at? So with the piano, I don't really do much anymore, but I was trying to learn through uh, Synthesia on how to play various games. And for people who don't know what Synthesia is, it's, it's like Guitar Hero, but with an actual piano. I and it has notes this. that come down and you have to hit the notes along with the. Well, and you know, can go download songs that other people have made. I know my daughter plays Hatsune Miku, uh, the, the dancing game. It's like a rhythm game. And you got to. to is that the oh, same thing with the keys? I've heard of that. I'm not into anime. Right, right. That's she's like the 15, one avenue my yeah, brain doesn't go down. Yeah, she's a 15-year-old girl, and she you know, wants to learn Japanese and wants to eventually one day uh, go to Japan and, and do something there, and maybe uh, a translator or a diplo- diplomat or something. But, uh, yeah, you Japan know, all things... sounds like a, a very nice place. I've seen lots of videos of people just walking around in the city. just looks amazing. Yeah. Like, I would like to go there on vacation at some point, but sure. I'm not going to be able to understand anyone because I don't... <laughs> No, I get it. But, you know, hey, it's the the mecca of video games. I mean, all the the great video games came from there, arguably. Uh, Yeah. And and even the systems. All of the the Nintendo. All of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Technology in general. That's where most of it's all created. So it's amazing how this little island, you know, after World War Two, they built themselves back up and became this powerhouse of innovation in that respect. I mean, still uh, Silicon Valley, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the American in me says we're number one, you know, but are we, you know, but where does Silicon Valley get all their parts to make all their stuff? That is correct. Do we build, (laughs) do we build a single uh, Silicon chip here in the, in the United States? You know, do we build a cell phone at all in the United States? I've heard no. I've heard no, and and that's uh, I, that that leads me to believe Samsung we- is a very big distributor of various parts for various other pieces. Yeah. So most of the monitors that come out 
Samsung builds the screen, and then the other companies make the rest of the stuff that goes in it. Oh, look at my Samsung phone. Hmm. <laughs> hey, look at my Samsung phone. <laughs> you know, and, and I know uh, over the last few years, Huawei, I guess, was a, a name that, yeah. and I think that they're huge in the rest of the world, but just not here in the United States. I've been pronouncing that wrong ever since it came out. <laughs> yeah. Am I pronouncing it wrong? Did no, I- you got it. It. I was saying who way <laughs> <laughs> it starts with an H, right? <laughs> yes. You kind of reminded me of, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, the scent of a woman, uh, Al Pacino. Hoo-ah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, Dakota Baxter, man, don't let me get off track. Wait, we've been off track for the longest time already. <laughs> That's what podcasts are about is getting off track and then getting back on them. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm having a good time, man. You, uh, there's, I, I figured you had to be an interesting person, man. I just, just perusing your Facebook alone and, and just the little I know about you, but you're a whole lot more than meets the eye. You're like a transformer, man. You, 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 you were more than With five the, stages. Ah! <laughs> So, all right, let's go back to the the uh, the archers in your life. Okay. Your, your favorite archers, top five, top ten. I've got a top one. Top one. Lars Anderson. If y'all don't know who that is, go look him up on YouTube. He took, like, various classes on just the history of archery, and he kind of compiled a whole list of different ways to shoot, and he narrowed it down to, like, the best, the fastest, the most accurate. And he... Let me grab my bow real quick. It's just in the closet right here. No problem. Man, I'm looking at Power Rangers, like a uh, some kind of a, a picture. Oh, my goodness. So this is the bow that I use whenever I'm the Green Arrow. Um, I know audio podcast not going to be able to understand this very well but uh as you see the notch is on my left side the uh the old bows would have a notch either on both sides or no notch at all so whenever you would pull this back right now you aim like this and you have to shut your left eye in order to aim so that you can see straight down the bow however on the older bows they would aim on the opposite side of the bow and they would aim with both eyes. So first of all, what kind of a bow is that? Uh, this is just a cheap one I got off of Wish. I don't even know if it has a brand name. It doesn't um, look cheap to me. <laughs> it looks like some kind of a compound bow. What, how, how much weight is the it's tension It's basically, uh, I ordered a recurve, but it's a straight bow. And as you can see, it just goes straight down here. And it's just a curved bow. I do have a compound in the other room, but that one's for actually shooting. Well, this is me talking like I know anything about bows. It really, you know, <laughs> I think the last time was uh, 1984. I was at summer camp. <laughs> you know? So a uh, compound bow is the one that has the wheels on it. Okay. Uh, it has various pieces of metal. Uh, what's it called? Cable yeah. that go in between the wheels. And whenever you get it back to the set position, it will take all the weight off of your shoulders and off of your arms so that you can focus on aiming. So that's so, the advantage. Uh, that's what some uh, some archers call training wheels. <laughs> okay. Uh, they well, say that a skilled archer actually holds the weight and is able to aim straight. All right. So this is a, 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 a Kawasaki versus Harley Davidson kind of a thing, <laughs> you know, where, where oh, you, you had to have that, that training that training wheel. Right. Okay. It's well. it's like uh auto versus manual. 
yeah, uh, shifting. Okay. I get what you're okay. That that's a much better analogy. Thank you, Dakota. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Now, do you actually go hunting? I have not been hunting. When I was a kid, my uncle was supposed to take me turkey hunting. I was supposed to learn like a lot of that stuff. And uh, we went and got a bunch of camo, and we were all ready to go. And uh, he was supposed to pick me up early from school, and he never came. So, all right, <laughs> the guy that was supposed to teach me didn't pick me up. So I kind of lost interest in it because they lost interest in me. <laughs> but you still ha- came uh, up with the with the target practicing. You still had an uh, affinity for bows and arrows. And, yes. And was that you? You you did a little bit in school, or you never got into that that? Team? I never got into it because I didn't keep my grades up. Right. You never got into that team. So, so again, kids. Yes, stay in school and <laughs> do, do your, your homework. Do your math, reading, writing, arithmetic, and, and this is from somebody who who's been to college a lot of times. You know, <laughs> I, I, I haven't been I, to I college I, at all. <laughs> I think I, I think I almost have a degree in some things, and I have a degree in other things. So yeah, it, it, school school's cool, but you know, it's nice to keep learning. But the 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 latest thing is that YouTube. You could learn everything mm-hmm. on YouTube. And is YouTube going to make college obsolete? That's the argument. That's the in my opinion. I think in the future it will, but as of right now, college is kind of a requirement just in order to narrow down how many people are applying for a certain position. Uh, I applied for a graphic designer position. Never went to college. They said they would train me. I had enough knowledge about computers in general in order to work my way around it and uh they said well this guy actually went to the college for it so we couldn't hire you hmm. now you said so ins- they look at that on your resume as to whether or not you actually went and studied for that specific thing and that's why we have to go to college not because we don't know about how to do the thing but because there's not a piece of paper that says that i know about the thing gotcha now, you said you went to school and you really didn't pay a lot of attention there because you had other things on your mind. What were the other things on your mind? Uh, video games, uh, playing guitar. That was my top two. Uh, I actually brought my guitar to school and played during lunch portions. And I actually made it into the yearbook at some point for that. Um, I didn't play well, but I played. Uh, I ended up playing for my church later on uh, in the youth group. After that, I started volunteering for Awana, which is a child's kind of Bible study group. And then I started playing for the church at that point. Uh, later, uh, by the way, I have a fiance. That's about to make it into the story. Uh, my fiance, I started going to her church instead, and they needed help with video production stuff. So I said, hey, I know about video production stuff from this previous job. So I uh, started helping them with that. And. I only pick up my guitar in my spare time now. That is cool as can be. Now, when did you start playing guitar and who got you the first guitar? So my dad got me my first guitar. Uh, He had one that he had in the army that had like a curved back that had like, it was called an applause guitar. It's a very cheap one, one that you're not really worried about getting damaged, just something to work with. Uh, Again, that was when I was a kid. I didn't really know much and uh, I would try to tune the guitar myself pretending like I know everything and uh, break the strings. So it got taken away from me. And uh, later on in middle school, around sixth grade, I started picking it up again and I started bringing it to school around seventh and eighth. That's fantastic. Any formal lessons or? or No, uh, mostly play by ear. Uh, Once I learned chords, I moved to an acoustic guitar 
and uh, I can look up pretty much any song online right now and play it if I've heard it. I know the flow of the song. Well, how did you learn chords? Uh, there's this th- place called Ultimate Guitar. If y'all look that up, there's a lot to look up in this podcast. Um, oh, there's homework that maybe these kids aren't going to do, but I, I encourage you to do so. If anyone's into playing guitar, you can go to this place called ultimategutartabs.com and uh, any song that you look up, you can see the chord there. If you hover your mouse over the chord, it shows a diagram of what, where to put your fingers on the fretboard. So I printed off a big sheet of what the different chords are. And then over time of just playing those chords, I'm pretty much muscle memory the chords. See, I've talked to a lot of musicians and they, some of them have not had formal training and they're out there professional musicians. And some of them have mentioned the ultimate guitar tabs and that's found on, on YouTube, right? Uh, that's actually its own website. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it eluded me for a second there. Now <laughs> you never took any of that, uh, guitar, on the road or, or try to make any money on it or or was it mostly just the, the church thing and, and mostly just the church thing every once in a while i played again at school during lunch in between various nice. classes um every once in a while someone would come up to me and ask me to play a song for them i'll be like what song do you want me to play because Again, ADHD, I can think of pretty much random songs, but I don't know if they know the song. So I'll wait for them to pick the song, I'll look it up, and then I'll be like, oh yeah, that one seems simple enough, and I'll play it. Well, that's a nice skill to have, Dakota Baster, and I'm, and I'm glad that you haven't lost it. You just picked up your guitar and instantly played uh, you know, a little, <laughs> what was it, Led Zeppelin or something? Uh, Walk This Way, Aerosmith, I mean, Aerosmith which is actually sorry. my favorite band. Is it, though? Queen's my favorite. All right. <laughs> Queen's very good, uh, especially just the, oh, I don't know the word for it. The way that the chords match up is not uh, the way that the average chords match. Well, I, I like the it's fact that, that every every album was like a, a hodgepodge. You know, there were yeah. so many different styles on there. There's heavy metal and there's pop and there's there's like something you, you might have heard on an old 78 that your grandpa had. Uh, one of the my favorite songs by them is Lazing on a Sunday Afternoon. And it's, mm-hmm. I go off to work on Monday morning. <laughs> you know, it's like that. And you're like, whoa. And that's the same band that's doing Bohemian Rhapsody. But Aerosmith. Yeah. My goodness, they over the years, as Steven Tyler, his uh, voice has gotten raspier and raspier and mm-hmm. raspier, and they're still going. What an amazing band with longevity. What Steven do you like Tyler about? actually went solo and did one country song and said that he was going to come out with a whole album, and he only came out with that one song. There's still time. Steven Tyler, yeah. you're still there. Put it out in the universe. Bring me that country record. Bring it to me. It. <laughs> yeah. So what? I mean, I love music, man, for so sure. And feelings they, know it to be true. <laughs> what is that? Where is that from? That is uh, Darth Vader. Or no? Yes, Darth Vader. He's talking to Luke Skywalker, and uh, he's talking about having him join the dark side and become part of him. And uh, Darth Vader's like, "I'll never join you." Or sorry, Luke Skywalker said, "I'll never join you." And Darth Vader says, "Search your feelings." know it to be true and then he promptly cuts cuts his hand off oh (laughs) Uh, spoilers (laughs) did we just spoil like this 30 year old uh, 40 year old oh 40 year old movie i'm getting they better have seen it already (laughs) i'm getting old man (laughs) look everyone already knows darth vader's luke's father so if oh what it happens right there (laughs) mind blown what really but i thought uh, obi-wan said uh, he killed and betrayed your father huh he killed 
uh, what's it called? He killed Anakin Skywalker. He did not kill Darth Vader. Oh, so from a certain point of view, you buy that? From a, he uh, he basically killed Anakin Skywalker as he was and turned him into Darth Vader. Oh, he most definitely did. He yeah. left him a, a, a rotting, frying corpse. I was like, ah, really? Yeah, that scene's all over the place. Uh, people have redubbed the voices into different voices. Uh, my favorite is uh, someone has turned obi-wan's voice into mickey mouse and has turned luke skywalker's voice into donald duck and it's just them arguing it's the same words it's just people voice acting these characters i could see that i could see that all right voice acting let's go there have you ever thought about doing voice acting or do you do voice acting i can do uh weird al kind of impersonation uh you know how he gets kind of yelly so i have to like lean back away from the microphone whenever i do it but um, I'm just uh, considering the cool equipment you got there, and I'm already jealous of the microphone, of course, <laughs> and and the way you sound is good. And, and there's uh, what what is it that you're? What else are you using all those cool electronics for? All right, so pardon my language. I have what is known as the shit stack. Okay, it's the shit brand audio. Explain. It's called S C H I I T, but it's called the uh, the Magni and the. Uh, I've got the Heresy, which is the red one, and then it's the Mahdi. So the Magni and the Mahdi, and one is a headphone amp, and the other one is a DAC, and they kind of plug into each other through various cables and then straight into the computer. And uh, that is how I hear. That that simple. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, well, let me see if I can if I could use the other camera. Let's see. Let me see if if this will actually work. Uh, okay if i change this to the logic pro then you'll be seeing oh yeah the pod the uh the road caster is what i, I i've been using uh my cable's I, too short i can't move it around no i, pl- <laughs> I plug all my microphones into the road caster and that thing has really saved my life as a pod caster and then i have a stream deck there for my, i have a stream deck oh look at you that's where i do all my uh, sound effects oh fantastic well, let me oh speaking of i meant to start this with sound effects uh let's go back for a second i am the green arrow you have failed this city <laughs> so i use a bunch of different sound effects when i'm playing games just to kind of mess with people well that's from the uh the wb Arrowverse. CW, yeah. CW, CW. That's WB's right. WB's Warner Brothers. They have the uh, the Batman rights. Yeah. Okay. See, and and man, let me tell you, my whole family had their eyes glued, and we watched every episode: Supergirl, uh, you know, Flash, uh, the Legends, the and the uh, the Arrow. Just uh, fantastic the way that they melted all those together. I think they did a much better job than the cinema. Uh, you know, uh-huh. what do you think? Uh, until Marvel came out and kind of flattened all of DC's stuff because DC's so dark and people aren't really looking for dark right now. There was so much going on when that stuff came out <laughs> that they're like, I would rather have something that brightens my day. Yeah. How did DC get so dark? Because, you know, Marvel. Because Batman is dark and brooding and he has a terrible backstory. <laughs> and he's the one that leads the, the DC yeah. universe. Yeah. you like it or not in fact uh they originally when they were writing the cw shows they were originally planning on making a batman tv show 
but they couldn't get the rights to Batman because he was in the movies. So what did they do? They took Green Arrow and turned him into Batman. Yes. Which is the only reason I don't like the CW version of the Green Arrow is because they turned him into Batman. He's no longer Green Arrow. That is exactly what my my wife and my kid were, were both. We're all three in in unison thinking mm-hmm. that exact same thing. So that's that's that that's something that 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 yeah. was uh, a choice that was made. Yes. Uh, in fact, Mark Guggenheim, the writer slash director of the whole CW franchise, uh, at least maybe just Arrow. Uh, he said whenever he first came out, we're not trying to be like the comics. We're trying to do our own thing. And uh, if something happens in this TV show that doesn't happen in the comics, we don't want y'all to get mad about it. This is your fair warning, pretty much. So they started doing stuff that was not what happened in the comics, and it made everybody mad, which I believe is why Flashpoint came out, is to try to rewrite a bunch of that stuff. Yeah, the retconning. Uh, retconning has been around since comic books were, you know, began. Oh, yeah. You know, Batman used to use a gun in, when he, in his first inception. Now, mm-hmm. you know, he's hard pressed against it you know never use mm-hmm. a gun uh, you know and then there's the uh, the death and return of superman oh you know i had the superman lives comic i don't have it anymore mm-hmm. i've lost it over the years but the superman dies comic was too expensive for me at the time i was mm-hmm. there when superman died and then superman lives there was four different possibilities of which one was the real superman and it was like mm-hmm. some kind of robotic cyborg type so of thing. that was the the man of steel yes. toy line yes. and we go over this at the museum but i'm going to give you all a quick snippet Hit me. Uh, at the museum we have this wall of all the original uh superman comic books and we have everything from when doomsday originally appeared to when he had killed superman so there's like five six comic books in that part of the series and then once he died, there was a whole line that came out about what happened while he was gone. So there was a, a guy called Steel that was kind of like the replacement of him. So that's the whole point of the, the Man of Steel. Um, for a while, there was a bunch of other ones. There was a genetically created son of Superman, which was Superboy. Uh, a lot of other stuff. And then, of course, Lex Luthor tried to create a Superman. That was what we now know as Bizarro. Um, but yeah, a whole bunch of heroes were created around that time period in order to take the place of one. And it was like a team of four. Yeah. The eighties were, the eighties were a fantastic time. I I remember, I I think I was reading X-Men age of the apocalypse. That's when, you Mm -hmm. know, I was really doing X-Men and, and Superman was in there and the flash and green arrow, all the super friends for, for real. So I went back and forth between DC and Marvel. Uh, Some people are strictly Marvel and strictly DC or they like Star Trek, but they don't like, you know, or they like Star Wars and they won't go back and forth between them. But I, I don't limit myself. I like I like all of it. So tell me more about this museum. I've been meaning to to go there and, and visit. Uh, you know, I'm on the Facebook page and it's so cool. Tell me about right. the Galaxy Connection. So uh, right now, uh, at, while we're on the uh, subject of comic books, uh, we have a great tour guide that started recently. His name is Andrew. Uh don't want to give his last name because i don't know if he's comfortable with that or not but if y'all go in we have a list of andrew's recommendations and he has like a whole list of comic books and like if you want to start with this series you want to start with this series this is where it all starts this is where you can go read these comic books and 
he went through a lot of work to get like here's where dc started here's where marvel started pick a hero these are the the three best series from that comic book you mean like a, a flow chart he's done a flow chart andrew has not like a flow chart but a bulleted list in order wow yeah because so, I, uh, I think recently character has like three different ones and of course flashes has the flash point i don't have the whole list in front of me or else i'd give a couple examples no, because we watched the um, the Marvel universe in order uh, chronologically. We started mm-hmm. with the uh, with the Power Girl. What, what, what was that one? Power Girl, not not Power Girl. The uh, the one where she was back in the nineties, and they had the Flurgan. Oh, um, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. We started with that one. Oh, actually, so we started with I the, started with, with that Captain uh, America. Captain America. That's it. Yeah. We started with Captain America and worked our way up from there. So yeah, that was a that was a very cool way to watch it. Except for the the out, the outtakes at the end kind of didn't make any sense because they were leading up to other yeah. things. But yeah, it was yeah. It, the end of Captain Marvel was leading up to Infinity War. Right. Like, <laughs> there's all these movies in between. <laughs> yes. Oh man, so, I went and saw that one in theaters when it first came out because that was the order in which. I was supposed to watch them, and I'm like, but but these are already out. <laughs> I've already seen Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> he's not bragging he's seen it in the theater <laughs> i mean yeah the, the, uh, it didn't go as well as i had hoped it did <laughs> what the captain marvel yeah you didn't like it it's not that i didn't like it. it it pointed out a lot of necessary stuff especially everything we needed to know about nick fury but there's don't hate me for what i'm about to say but they are putting the the whole women's rights issue at the whole forefront of the movie and it's not supposed to be about that it's supposed to be about a hero saving a city well you'll find that a lot of movies do get political uh, yeah. I, you know i i watched a movie called felon on Netflix over the over the weekend, and it was a, a movie about a, a guy who went to jail for accidentally killing someone, and 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 while in jail, he, he he's a white a white cis man, and he ended up having to get together with the with the uh, white power Nazis just so he mm-hmm. could survive. And, yeah. and then he, and, you know, being part of that group, he has to fight you know uh, African Americans and and Hispanics. Uh, so you know these it's a whole power struggle but in, in all in all it was um but that's a, history too it was a movie about the the prison system and how a thousand people a day at least at the end i didn't research this but at the end it said a thousand people a day go to prison is that yeah. necessary i mean uh, yeah you know I, not to get too political but i do want to know what you think you know you're considerably younger than i am i was born in 1969 I, i'm the old guard and you're the new kid you, you're, you're the millennial you, you know what what do you think about things you know a, a, in the right. world and and uh, you know politically we're coming out of uh, uh of the last four years and and now the new four years how do you mm-hmm. feel the, the how do you feel the world's going the country's going your own backyard i'm not great with keeping up with the political stuff especially now that i have my own place i've cut the cord per se on uh normal television me too uh, when i was a kid a lot of the uh, the news stories that were coming out were all just very depressing i'm like you know what this is bogging me down so much i'm not hearing enough of the positive i'm just gonna stay away from the tv every once in a while i'll look up some news story that i heard about at work so that i can be relevant <laughs> but um i'm not gonna go too politically because i don't want people to get mad at us on our oh video. I, I, I make it weird all the time and and and, and i'm the same 
I, I don't have any regular television. I have the Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon. I don't even have Disney anymore. I need to get Disney back because there's there's good shows out there. But I, yeah, I there was another political thing on Disney. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, you know the Gina Carano thing, right? No, tell. Uh, Gina Carano, which is the main female lead in uh, Mandalorian. Okay, there was something about her. I remember she. Yeah. There, there was something, but I don't know what it was. So basically, she was on the show. She was doing a great job. And it was a great way to show women that women were strong and powerful without putting it in everybody's face. Mm-hmm. And um, people were able to see that. And she went to Disney World. She dressed up as Snow White or Sleeping Beauty. I get the two confused. I think Snow White. But she was basically the Disney princess from that franchise. Um After a while of people looking up to her, she started being honest on social media about who she is. And a lot of people saw that and thought it was a good thing that she is the strong person who's very opinion forward about who she is as a person. As Disney didn't like her opinion of who she was. So who so is who they is fired she? her. What didn't they like? Uh, she didn't put in her profile what her... Uh, preferred pronouns were and although people had asked her to do it she said no i mean it's obvious to tell what i am and who i am and she didn't do it because it was a whole political thing for everyone to be changing it so she didn't want to like follow the ebb and flow and do what everyone else is doing she wanted to do her own thing so basically she made those kinds of people that do that mad and disney doesn't want to work with someone who's making the public mad well, they're gonna they're gonna be mad at me because I, I don't I use the same pronouns and a lot of it, you know. I, I tolerate everything. I tolerate mm-hmm. everyone, and 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 I party with everyone. But yeah. I, I if don't you want to do something good for you, yeah, I don't. I'm understand cool to it. listen to it yeah. if you're cool to listen to me, but. Just because I don't do what you're doing, you can't get mad at me. Right. I don't understand it. I mean, shoot, I've, I've never looked at another guy and said, oh, I like that guy. You know, I, I find love. No, I, 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 I could tell someone's handsome. I could tell that they're, you know, they're, they're a good looking fellow, but I, I've, I've never, I don't know. It's just a, it, it that, that's a, it's not the way I'm wired, but I, I do appreciate that other people are wired different ways and I, I, I live with them. And I, I love it. I love I love change. I love difference. The difference in people. If we were all the same, it would be a boring place. My webcam went blurry. I'm trying to fix it. I see it's blurry. Uh-oh. Uh, every time I turn this thing on, it tries to uh, autocorrect the focus. <laughs> and it tries to focus in on the microphone. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean the uh, the sound effects? No, like my webcam. Like if I put my hand right here and slowly pull it back. It's going to refocus. <laughs> what? And it keeps getting stuck on the microphone here. That's so funny. So if I block this out and move this back. Yeah, I'm still blurry. I'm a, I, I, I love technical stuff. I just got a, a new computer and it actually has a good onboard camera. So uh, the the Logitech that I, I was just waving around in the air mm-hmm. is kind of uh, obsolete. Is that the C920? But it's yeah, but it's still hooked up, you know, in case I want to show something else in the room, which I just did. I don't think I've ever done that in the podcast. Hey, you're <laughs> a first man. I, I, I love te- I've, I've loved technology and I, I like how it, it grows. You know, I'm a guy that's been around since before the Internet and since Pong was invented. 
and, and oh, I, I love Pong. Yeah, I remember Pong when it came to the house in the late seventies, I think, and we hooked it up to our TV, and that was the wow. You know, and but I, you know, I'm also of the generation that went outside and played. You know, we got on our bikes in the morning on a Saturday and didn't come home until Saturday night. And mom was cool with that. You know, do you, did you, did you go out and play when you were a kid? Yeah, I had a trampoline in the backyard. Um, I rode my bike around the neighborhood. We had walkie talkies that we would communicate with the parents and be like, all right, time to come home. It's time to eat. It was really fun to just ride around the neighborhood and see who was out. Like, uh, you'd pass by a friend's house and you'd be like, oh, there's no cars there. He's not home. Can't play with him. You go further down the street and be like, oh, he's out here playing basketball. Let's go play basketball with him. Yeah. But you could just drop in on your friends back then. But now that's unsafe. (laughs) Right. And it's not really. It's safer than it ever has been. Uh, You know, but uh, that gave you a sense of independence. To where you, mm-hmm. can, if I can go around the block, uh, you know, out of my parents' view, just to go mm-hmm. play with somebody that lived, you know, maybe behind us or just further away than where the, than their line of sight. My mother never knew exactly where I was. She knew approximately where I was. Hey, I'm right. going to John's house. Okay, John lives far, you know, five blocks away. All right, man. If I wasn't at John's house when she came by, ooh, why weren't you at John's house? Why didn't you tell me right. where you were? Yeah, there's still that. We would do, I'm riding my bike around the neighborhood. Okay, be back before sundown. Got it. Got it. And if you're not back by sundown, where are you? (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) But I don't know how in one generation, my daughter doesn't go outside. And she doesn't go outside to play. She has a Switch. This is the reason right here. These things right here. She's got her Nintendo Switch, and she plays a lot of uh, Hatsune Miku and and rhythm games and 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 dress-up games and what have you. But she doesn't go outside to play. I, I grew up in Miami and in, in near the Everglades and I played out there with alligators, you know, you know, I know that there were snakes and alligators and stuff that could probably hurt you and maybe yeah. kill you. Uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, kid, yeah, my, that generation doesn't go. Okay. You, you said you're a dad. What about my dad? Are you? No, you, uh, yeah. Well, well, tell me about, tell me about your parents and, and you know, what did you learn from them? What, what did they do? So when I was a kid, about 2006 so let's see four five six that's two nine two i was 12 or 13 at the time uh my dad was in a permanent or sorry he was in an accident that caused permanent short-term memory loss wow so it was pretty tragic for me i was only in the end of fifth grade when it happened and uh i ended up failing sixth grade uh i I blame it on that just be my own fault uh, it could just be the transition from elementary school to middle school. Mm. But uh, I ended up failing sixth grade, and uh, I had to retake sixth grade. And, of course, I continued, and I got better. But uh, from that point on, I was able to look at situations with a, a more open mind frame. Um, it was really hard to get past the point where he didn't remember anybody's name, Um but once he started getting his memory back and I could see, hey, that's my dad again. Once I understood, hey, he's coming back. This is who he was when I was a kid. And he's never going to be the same exact way as he was. But uh, he was an Arkansas State Trooper and he was called out to lead a chase in an area where only he knew. And uh, the guy that was behind the wheel of a stolen vehicle had assumed that uh, 
he had laid out spike strips. So he avoided the spike strips and used the star on the side of my dad's door as a target and aimed a big white Ford dually into the side of the vehicle. So uh, after that point, uh, again, he's not the same as he was. Later on, his mom passed away, which was my grandma, which I actually looked up to a lot. So there was a lot of tragic things that happened really close to each other. And now I just take things as they are, and I don't put a negative spin on everything that I look at because I've already got enough negative in my life. Let's put a positive spin on that stuff. So whenever something bad happens, I'll be like, oh, well, at least this is going right. And it really gets me through a lot of my time. Well, Dakota, a lot of people have turning points, and it looks like sixth grade that time there was a turning point. And you could have taken it and gone negative, but you turned it into Mm -hmm. a positive. Now, your dad, you say he made somewhat of a recovery or a full recovery pretty close he's not made a full recovery in fact he forgets things pretty often uh if he was by himself he would forget to take his medicine uh he could drive right now but if we had let him drive he would go somewhere and forget where he's going and then eventually he would forget where he was and then he wouldn't know anything and it would just be a bad situation all around so we've got people that have been staying with him uh, over the years. We've had to let certain people go because they weren't as real as they said they were. I'm not going to go into any details on that because no one really needs to know about that portion of life. But um, we're in the process of getting like an actual company to be a live-in kind of, not live-in, but come stay for the most of the portion of a day and then leave. Okay, I mean, not that your your mom is defined by that uh, that thing, but what what does your mom do? Uh, what, what my mom has a, a full time job that keeps her mostly occupied. Uh, whenever it's a weekday, she has to work in order to provide for the family. Of course, he's got disability that he can live off of, but if she keeps working, it makes that easier. Right, makes it more affordable. Oh yeah. Sorry, I've got the hiccups. No, that that little extra cheese that that helps, man. I, you know, I I don't know if I, I guess I'm a, a kind of a traditional guy in in the family sense. I when my wife got pregnant with, with her with our with, with her first with with my second, but her first. Um, she, yeah, I, I said as soon as you have the baby, you can you can just stay home. And now mm-hmm. I work, you know, two, three, four jobs just so she yeah. could stay home. And she she's been homeschooling schooling the kid. Uh, you know, since uh, since birth, uh, you know, just uh, teaching her things. And I think she's all the better for it. And when I get home from work, the wife's there. She's ready most of the time, which is great. You know, now, hey, I'm currently sp- working two or three jobs as well. And that's paying bills. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of <it>. that, <laughs> anybody who peruses your Facebook page will see that there, you know, you've already mentioned a little bit that you've had a fiance and that's a, mm-hmm. a, a new uh a new thing in your life. Uh, yeah, I'm getting married in December of uh, it's 2021 currently for the people listening in the future. Uh, getting married in December right at the end. Uh, planning's going well. We've got everything pretty much nailed down what we're doing. Where's the honeymoon going to be? Who's invited? That kind of thing. We're just kind of waiting for time to pass and waiting for the day. Well, mazel tov in advance for someone that gets to go to weddings uh, at least three, four times a month, you know, doing the DJ thing, which is great, uh, you know, but uh, is there, there going to be a theme or, or do you have any, anything? I, I mean, somebody, somebody of your stature, I, I, I could imagine a theme maybe. Uh, we're getting married in 
what was originally a barn that has now been redecorated to look like a wedding venue barn, but it was originally an actual functional barn. Which one was it? Um, this one is in uh, New Edinburgh, of all places, but it's called Tanglewood Landing. I think very I've nice place. Um, we looked up the prices of a bunch of places. And that one was kind of like at the bottom of our list just because we wanted to spend more than the bare minimum. But after looking at all the places, there's so many restrictions on you can't do this, you can't do that, uh, a minimum of this many people. And there was these places that were just like pretty much you have one day in order to get your wedding venue set up and that's it. Uh, If you go to the uh, Garvin Woodland Gardens, where a bunch of my cousins got married, obviously not to each other. I mean, it is Arkansas. <laughs> it is Arkansas. I say that, man, I say that a lot. When we do the bouquet toss and the garter <laughs> belt toss, I go, uh, well, unless you're related to this girl, <laughs> you know, right. this is the girl, the one that caught the bouquet, unless you're related to her, that's the one that you have to look forward to, you know, or <laughs> get to know better. Oh my goodness. Unless, you know, we're in Arkansas. They make fun of us all the time about that. So there they get a couple hours in order to set up for their venues. And my fiance is a very anxious, anxiety kind of person. And she's like, I need more than a day in order to set up for a wedding that I want to appear on video and last for my entire life. So she uh, added that one just for the amount of time that we would be able to spend there. And it ended up being the one that we went with. Yeah. I like the place like three days in order to set up for this event. We get Friday, Saturday is the wedding. And then Sunday we have a, a cabin on the, on a lake that we get to stay in so that we don't have to go home that night. It's All right. Amazing. Big shout out to Tanglewood. Good ge- good deal. Yeah, I, I like the places that let you set up the day before because to do it in the morning and then, mm-hmm. you know, get re- get yourself ready and then try to have a party and be cordial to your family. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people are tired by the time. Like uh, I did one on Saturday. It was supposed to end at 11. They were beat by 1030. They were dancing. They were like this. Uh, do we have to go any further? Cause we've been, you know, and they had to set up in the morning and, and they've been up all day. So yeah, you got the good plan. You got the, the right idea. So let's go over the love story. How did you meet? Uh, and, uh, how, how did she become the one Neo? So if you had said this six years ago, people would be like, what? Uh, I met her online. Why not? Yeah. So, um, uh, I, I was swiping on Tinder. I'm like, she's out of my league. She probably won't. And then I, I looked at her profile. She's a godly woman, which, of course, I'm absolutely in love with uh, the fact of that. I mean, I wasn't in love the second I saw her on the profile. But uh, anyway, we continued on uh, talking to each other for a little while. And it turns out that she was actually about to delete and uninstall the app because of all the creeps that were on the other dating websites. So I had caught her by like mere minutes and she's like, you know what? I'll give this one a try. (laughs) So if I had waited at any point in time in order to message her, we would not have met because she's here in Hot Springs and I used to live in Benton when I was a kid. So crazy story. But uh, she knew people that were hiring I applied for a job and got it and pretty much uprooted my life from Benton and moved to Hot Springs. Fantastic. And that is new people that needed roommates. 
and, and I'm partial to redheads too. So, <laughs> so there you go. I don't know what it is. It, it, it's very striking. My, my wife was a redhead, you know, when we, when we met, mm-hmm. it, it has since changed colors. <laughs> when I was a kid, there was this thing called, I'm going to beat you like a redheaded stepchild. <laughs> and I'm like, so redheads must be these terrible people, right? Every person I've met is a genuine, like straightforward, upright person. You know what? I've not it's, met anyone that was a terrible person. I think it's because it's so rare. People want to knock it down, like like uh, yeah. like a celebrity. You know, it, it's it's so rare and it's so cool to look at. And you're like, wow, mm-hmm. that's from cool red hair. But uh, you know, and and kids, you know, are the cruelest. So when you're a kid with red hair, you get picked on so much. But then I see these kids and I go, when you get older, you're going to appreciate that hair because people are going to really, you know, be jealous of it. And and, oh, my goodness. But yes, I I do like red hair. And I I married I married a redhead and then her hair changed. So (laughs) I don't think you'll have the same problem (laughs) or the the same. Uh, No, but she will be adding streaks of color at some point. (laughs) Oh, well played. So, I mean, what uh, any interest that you have together? Uh, Of course, we've got church. Uh, She sings. So she's been singing for her church like her entire life. I've been playing guitar for mine. So like every once in a while, I'll be able to sit down and play with her. Uh, We both have an interest in Harry Potter. We like similar movies. So we sat down and watched various franchises from start to end. Uh, Star Wars was one of them. Uh, The Marvel movies. Uh, We watch other TV shows like uh, some obscure ones that I haven't even heard of because it was her favorite. And some that she hasn't heard of because they were some that I grew up with. But uh, there's this one she had me watching called Chuck. Do you know about Chuck? Oh, I love Chuck. Yes. Yeah. He's a secret agent, uh, unwittingly or unwantingly. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. a, it's a good series. I've been trying so to get my family to she knew I like computers, and she's like, hey, watch this show about this computer in this dude's brain. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'll be like, that sounds interesting. And then I found out he was a spy. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, and, and it ends up he's uh, he's the guy playing Shazam now, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, And yeah. Um, there was someone else that was in that. Uh, oh, right. Um, at the very end of the whole franchise, uh, I'm guessing they had so much money that they didn't know what to do with it, but they hired Mark Hamill for one scene. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Oh, fantastic. not even a whole episode just for the one scene. Yeah. At the very beginning of the, <laughs> well, that's what Mark Hamill has become kind of that, that one scene, that cameo guy, even at the end of, uh, the, one of the star Wars is you didn't see, you didn't Skywalker. see, yeah, you didn't see him at all. Actually, it was the one the, before that. Sorry. The one just before. Yeah. And then, Oh, there's Luke Skywalker. If it was the rise of the Skywalker, then you couldn't call it that because it'd be a spoiler for the end. Correct. Correct. Boy wonder. All right. So I know I've taken a lot of time for, from you. I, I want to talk about the, the green arrow. Uh, that's okay. That's pretty much what, what we were supposed to be talking about this whole time. But I've got a little foundation, a little idea of who Dakota Baxter is, man. So when did you start with this green arrow and what, you know, which incarnation of green arrow did you start with? So um, I've actually got a card here somewhere that I just pulled. I guess I'll put it back. Um we have cards at the Galaxy Connection for anyone that comes by, but we've got trading cards for both me and for Superman. And uh, we'll be making some other ones later on, but it kind of has some of my story on the back. You can follow me on Instagram at uh, ARGreenArrow. Uh, Going to be changing because now I'm Spider-Man, so 
I can't be the AR Green Arrow if I'm also Spider-Man. So I've got to find out some sort of username to... I, w- I wondered about that because there's limitations, but th- it doesn't really limit you. I've seen a lot of Instagrams that do like the AR Batman and the AR Superman and, and different, mm-hmm. you know, wherever they're from. But they, they they have other interests as well. I mean, so do you want to be cosplayer 2525 or whatever, you know? So I want to keep Arkansas in there. The owner of the Galaxy Connection is wanting me to put the word galaxy in there somewhere. So... Arkansas Galaxy cosplays, maybe, and then I could do like cosplays for the whole group instead of just for me. And that would give me a lot more to work with as well. So it's not just my two costumes and then whatever pictures I take at the events. Yeah, you're not beyond switching from Marvel to DC. That that that's what that tells me, which is great. That's the that main you, thing. You like it all, and and so tell tell the people where the Galaxy Connection is because I do want to visit that thing one of these right, days. So I'm going down. The Galaxy Connection is on Washita. Um, I can look up an exact address real quick. Please do, because I you know the when it I is see it five on, three six. Washita Avenue, Hot Springs National Park, Arkansas. We do uh, VIP tours as well as general admission tours. General admissions are $15 each, and uh, VIPs are $35 each. But we also have uh, a Polaroid camera, and we'll take your picture and send you with the Polaroid picture, and that's part of the VIP experience. We have various lightsabers and other uh, replica props. We don't have anything that's like from the movie, but... Um, the best thing in our museum right now, which it, the the crown jewel, I guess you could say, is uh, the Han Solo statue that we have. And that was given to us by the 501st of California, and it is a replica from the original. Hey, for those that don't know who the 501st, what is it? What is that? Because I just found All out right, recently. So- do you want to hear the story of the 501st? Like how, where they got their name? Yeah. Or do you want to hear... Okay, so the origin story of the 501st is uh, in the Star Wars movies, there was a group of uh, sorry clone troopers that were known as the 501st Legion. And they were like the best, the most accurate, the, I'm trying to do this without saying language, um, <laughs> they're ba- basically oh, wait, the most that, accurate. That chip has sailed already. I'm not editing anything. <laughs> Well, we haven't said any language yet. So. Yeah, when you were talking about your stack there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll try to keep it clean. I'm not but... counting that because it's a brand name. Okay. <laughs> All right, so um, the 501st. I, I have a button for it if I need to. <laughs> but um, basically the greatest uh, clone troopers in the whole gal- multiple galaxies of Star Wars. And uh, they were basically uh, Anakin Skywalker's right-hand troops whenever uh, they called the uh, the Order 66. Um, and once they followed him, they led pretty much a huge battalion of people that were all the greatest clone troopers. Um, fast forward to present day, mm-hmm. because that was a long, long time ago. Uh-huh. In a galaxy <laughs> far away. Go ahead. So now the 501st is people who cosplay as that group. And it was originally just clone troopers, but they kind of went forward to any bad guy from the Star Wars franchise. All of their costumes are based off of blueprints. They will get blueprints from some of the original movies. They'll get them from wherever someone else has made them publicly available. And they will... 
basically take a ratio off of their measurements to the measurements of the person that was originally in the costume and make the costume on a ratio to their specific specifications. These guys Crazy. are the most serious. When I see them at the different Comic-Cons, because I, I get to DJ at a lot of the Comic-Cons here, here in Arkansas, and I'm so happy about that. I'm so happy. Did you spot I, I did um, uh, Heroes and Angels, uh, Coscon, uh-huh. Cos, uh, the uh, Comic-Con way. I did that for four four or five years, something like that. So, yeah, uh, it, the, the one group that is st- so regimented is the 501st so just a, and and they won't let anybody in with a costume that was that is subpar it's it's on a certain level oh look i see the lights I forgot to turn on the light i was wondering why everything didn't look right this entire time <laughs> all right well hopefully people have stayed to the end and uh, let's let's go ahead and, and wind this thing down where where working they you've already said that they could find the the arkansas green arrow on instagram is that how you want people to contact you uh yeah you can send me a message on there um what kind of events what kind of events are, are you wanting to do do you visit hospitals um, and stuff yeah if we can we'll do that but as of right now everything's still on lockdown pretty much from covid but uh and kid parties we have uh, at the time that you were interviewing the Hot Springs Batman, we didn't have this, but we now officially have a nonprofit organization to operate through. Very cool. So, well, what is that? Uh, that is called the Galaxy Heroes. And again, uh, if y'all go to the shop, uh, anything that is bought at the shop goes towards funding the Galaxy Heroes. Uh, if you buy tickets, uh, you buy something in the shop. We even have donation box for y'all to give directly to the the events as well but uh that mostly goes towards gas for us to get to the event uh any kind of transportation stuff that we need um any kind of repairs that need to be done on costumes now we want to try to avoid spending that money on a costume because costumes can get pretty expensive and uh most of us have our own costumes anyway which is what we're leaning towards but uh that kind of stuff as well well you're a godly man you're a man of science uh, you know, the, the two can be mixed together, obviously, because, uh, you know, you you find peace and all of that. There's a very fine line, but yes. <laughs> OK, uh, give the people a good church to go to. What What's the good church? Uh, I go to Crossgate. Uh, we do live streaming services, which, again, I'm a part of. So you all can just watch online on Facebook. Just follow Crossgate. Um, that's a Baptist church for anyone who wants a specific kind of thing. But. A lot of them are very similar. A lot of churches are. But uh, there's that one. There's also Gospel Light, which is more in the downtown area. Um, and there's City... No, not City Light. Well, there's that one too, but uh, New Life is another church. And that one is Pentecostal, I believe. Okay, but, uh, so Yeah, wide range of varieties there so you dabble in all those because i think while i was growing up searching i've been to all these different kinds of of churches trying to figure out what was the right fit do you think that that's a good path to go on is to to find the one that works for you yes i agree uh on that completely um now there are some that are kind of outliers like some will say that they're Christian, but for instance, Mormons, I know this is a meme <laughs> to, to complain about the Mormons. Oh, I, I was a Jehovah's, I was a Jehovah's a witness. Whole, so, so there's no complaining. I was, 
And I know as soon as they start taking you away from your family, uh, that there's something wrong here. Yeah. So they wrote a whole book saying like these parts of the Bible are no longer relevant in today's standing. And here's some new verses that we wrote that we think you should. And I'm like, you can't just take things, pick and choose verses. You have to believe the whole thing regardless. Yeah. So, so I get it, man. You know, once again, you got to find your fit. And I'm not saying there's a lot of Joe, a lot of Mormons that I, I know that are nice, nice people. So pretty I've got much one guy that I grew up with, uh, his name's Tyler. Shout out to you if you're listening, yeah. but, uh, I know like five Tyler's, so <laughs> they're all going to be like, is it me? I'm sure. not Mormon. Yeah, if you think but, it's uh, you, it's I you. I grew up with him in high school and, uh, he's a great guy. Uh, pretty much lost contact with him, but I used to play games with him a lot. Um, I don't know if he's still Mormon. He was when I met him, Yeah, but, uh, he talked to me about it once and then never brought it up again because he knew where I stood. Yeah. And that's kind of the path you have to take now is once someone says no, you just like, okay, cool. We're just going to be friends. We're not going to bring this up again, but it's nice to know what you believe. I and mean, I'm friends with a lot of atheists that are the same way. Yeah, There's I, just certain outliers that are. I think where I've landed, I mean, I was born into a Catholic family, you know, and like I said, I've been to Jehovah's Witness. I, I've been, I, I dated a Jewish girl for a couple of years, so went to synagogue and, you know, just, uh, you know, and Baptist church, Southern Baptist, Black Baptist. I, I, Missionary I, Baptist. I, yeah, I've been out there. I've been, uh, you know, searching. I, I, and where did I land? I'm probably agnostic. I don't know if there's a God, but I, I'm not going to discount it. I can't tell you there's not. I, right. I used to be a zealot. I used to be have so much faith. And now it's like, yeah, I don't know. There's that fine line, you know. All right. <laughs> anyway, as we wind this thing down, let's let's close this thing up. I don't want this to be the last time that we talk. Dakota, I am going to come see you at the Galaxy Connection for sure. And I, I'm not going to ask for Andrew. I'm going to ask for Dakota. No. Okay. Uh, well, I'm only there on Sundays after church. So from one to five. For that's about a four great, hours. That's a great time to go. That is a great because I have a rule: no work on Sundays, lazy Sundays, because I work <laughs> so much Monday through Saturday. And that's another Bible thing. See, you're working in great. <laughs> See, I'm in there. It's it's in the it's still in my psyche somewhere. You know. Meanwhile, I'm working. <laughs> the meanwhile, you're but it's after church. And, yep. And it's for a good cause. There's a, there's some yes. chair, a charitable uh, endeavor as well. So that's great. Dakota Baxter, Bo Dust, all the best to you, man, for sure. Uh, you know, I know this. I don't want this to be the last time we talk. I'm going to be following you on your Facebook and, and your Instagrams. And, and uh, are you a Twitch? Are you on Twitch as well? What do you do on Twitch? I am. I built my computer custom, though, and I built it in 2016. So as of right now, my CPU and motherboard are a little out of date. I'm running a Core i7-6700K for those who care. (laughs) Um, But again, that was like something that was reliable in 2016. It wasn't top of the line then, and it's definitely not top of the line now. Well, I mean, what do you do on Twitch? It's getting a little dated. I keep updating the graphics card, but... It, it's a severe bottleneck right now. But do you play games or music? What do you do on Twitch? Uh, I I used to do music on Twitch. Uh, it didn't have as much of a following as video games did because that's what Twitch was originally created for was video games. So I was playing Daisy, and that's where I got a pretty big following for a little while because someone had raided me, and that lasted about a month, and then eventually people started dipping off. So. Yeah. 
I, I got raided. I was I, I played a lot of Fortnite and, and like every. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I know, I know. It's a kids game, and I need to get out of it. And and so I, there's there's I other downloaded kids. Fortnite when the Green Arrow skin came out. I have and it. I paid for it. I paid for it, I and did. I don't play it. <laughs> I have it. You know, and and right now I'm using a skin that that's a green skin called Mayhem, but it's like a like a uh, one of those green uh, suits that they use for for motion. And, oh yeah, you know. So I, I actually want to get one of those suits and play as that guy while I, you know, while I, while I'm wearing the skin of that guy. But I could see you playing as the Green Arrow. But I have that skin too. I think I, I, I either purchased, I purchased it somehow. I paid for it, whether it was the monthly thing or whatever. But yeah. Oh, I, we never mentioned which version of Green Arrow I dress up as. Yes, they, we were we were getting in there. Uh, so and, I dress up as like seasons six and seven green arrow where he had just switched outfits right before season eight what changed um, from the hood to that the, what was it that changed it's always been a hood but it's the different materials it's the colors of certain parts of the material uh if i remember correctly between five and six the color of the piece around the zipper changed and then not much else just like where the the studs were located but uh, the quiver had completely changed. The bow completely changed. And uh, I need to order a new bow because I broke that one back in December. But yeah. uh, to answer the question, that version of Green Arrow, yeah. I mix it with the original Green Arrow from the, the cartoons with the big, long beard. So that's why you see like a lot of beard on the Green Arrow is because my hair's brown, so obviously I have to do the current version of Green Arrow because all the other ones are blonde. Correct. But I like the longer beard of the originals, and I like the story of the originals, so I'd wear the costume of the current one, but I also have a boxing glove arrow that I put on the end. So That is probably one of my favorites, man, when he comes up with the boxing glove. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why, man? <laughs> well... To, to quote the uh, the original comic franchise, have you ever wanted to punch someone who's really far away? <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's what Harley Quinn said. Yeah, I, I can see that. <laughs> that's hilarious, man. All right, Dakota Baxter, man. I, I don't want to take you too uh, too far away from your, your your lovely fiance. I'm guessing she's somewhere in the in the house or somewhere in the area. No, she's actually gone. She came by and did a dinner before the, the podcast started. How sweet is that? Any other avenues you want to explore? Any other shout-outs you want to give to some people that have helped you along the way? The biggest shout-out of all, in my opinion, is God. But <laughs> um, My parents, of course, kept me alive until the point that I could take care of myself. Um, my fiancé for making me a better person just by existing. <laughs> Making me want to be a better person, I guess. Um, went through a long stage of depression, so all the friends who kept me up and well since then. Um, I think that's about it. Everybody I work with at the Galaxy Connection, as well as uh, Advanced Pest Control. So, another job that I have. Uh, if anyone needs pest control here in the Hot Springs slash Central Arkansas area. Yeah, give them the address. Give them the phone number, because you know your boss is going to say, Why didn't you give them the number? <laughs> Well, it's the same boss at the Galaxy Connection, actually. So I think he's happy that I gave him that the address of that. So let me pull up. Man. That's cool, man. That I've been, like I said, I've been following that Galaxy Connection. It looks like a really cool place to go. And you give shout outs to the Crossgate Church. You're 
director and camera operator. See, you're you're like this. Uh, you you are the president of the oh, audiovisual. Club. I need to update that because I'll also do the lights now. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. It depends on the week. It's one of those things where you trade off with other people. <laughs> uh, Advanced pest control is five zero one six two three five eight eight eight. We do. Uh, if you have rats, you have mosquitoes. We pretty much do everything except for anything that requires a really tall ladder. Excellent. All right. Um, well, usually I finish these things off with last words for the people. Dakota Baxter, this could be words to live by, something you heard a long time ago. Maybe, you know, somebody in your family uh, told you something to live by or maybe a mantra that you wake up with every day or just whatever pops into your head at this moment in time. Dakota Baxter, the bow dust, last words for the people. All right. So this comes from my favorite game, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Zombies. It's a quote from JFK that they had actually ported into the game. Um, oh, where did it go? Change is the law of life. And those who only look to the past or the present are certain to miss the future. Basically, if you try to keep things the way they are or uh, or the way it used to be, it's not going to work as well. You have to make changes in order to progress. Well, there you have it, party people. Dakota Baxter. That is one cool dude i know we went all over the place on that podcast and i'm glad you know hopefully i guess if you're listening to this you stuck around to the end so yeah and we learned a little bit more about dakota baxter the bow dust and all that man there's so much many interests in that guy's life not just the arkansas green arrow no there's more to the more to him that meets the eye he's got a lot of interest and my goodness he pulled out that guitar and just started playing like like it was a second language that's fantastic that's man i I, ha, I had guitars before they got stolen recently i know i'm still bitter about that but uh i've always wished that i could have pick, could pick up a guitar and just play something that is a skill that i still uh, want to have so i need to get a another guitar at some point and uh and start playing it because uh music music is cool and and this uh the geekdom the fandom, that's cool, too. I, I love it. You know, he, he's kept up with electronics. I'm jelly of his microphone. He's got the RE320 electro voice. It's not the RE20, but he's, it's the, le- the lesser expensive of the uh, electro voices, and it still sounds pretty cool, pretty good. I, I, I'm ve- still very happy with my, my Shure mic. Yes, it, it does make my, my voice sound as good as it possibly can. Now, if I could just get this fan noise out from behind me, I apologize for that. Uh, it, it will be done. I'm in the middle of moving to a new studio and uh, everything will be worked out. I appreciate you, Dakota. Thank you so much, Dakota Baxter, for being on the What Makes You Famous podcast. Yeah. Now, let me turn my attention to you. If you would like to tell your story or just have a chit chat with me and just ramble on about things. <laughs> I encourage you to give me a call, 501-470-6386, or email info at RadioWhat.com. That's it for me. It's Keys Dan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Radio What, the music you want. Hey, guys, this is Shelly G with a fast fact. A piano covers the full spectrum of all orchestra instruments. From below the lowest note of the double bassoon, 
to above the top note of the piccolo. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keys thank you for listening this is keys dan and this is shelly g and you're listening to radio what.com